Hey, homegirls and homeboys, I'm Arielle. And I'm Amanda, and we're the Homicide Homegirls. Just two best friends discussing true crime cases that they can't stop obsessing over. If you're like us and your guilty pleasure is serial killer documentaries, whodunit mysteries, and procedural police shows, then you're in the right place. So buckle up, Buttercup, grab an adult beverage, and get ready, because on Wednesdays we talk murder. you missed us we know you missed us yeah so we took a little break yeah because our lives have been insane and yeah that's well, an yeah, understatement I, I, we bought a new my husband and i bought a new house amanda got a new job and totally had every intention of spending the month of february that we took off just kind of researching getting ahead and then um all hell broke loose and um i had covid um you know, so, on the mend. Yeah. Wait. Amanda's had a new job training all for a of, month. Yeah. And I did not expect to be as exhausted as I am, I guess. Mm-hmm. Learning all the things. Right. Has my brain really tired. But we are back at it. Yeah. And like I said, we bought a new house. So first time recording in a new space so hopefully it sounds okay if it doesn't don't come at us and also my cat just walked in the room so if you hear something it's him so right you know we're not professionals it is what it is yeah. maybe my husband will build us a, a homegirl hut recording studio in the backyard we'll see we'll see yeah um that's gonna be very low on his priority list yeah so today we're gonna talk about the disappearance of brian schaefer and Prior to choosing this case, no, after choosing this case, I don't really, confession, I don't really listen to other podcasts. Yeah. I I don't really listen to other podcasts. I'm I'm a a brat. Whatever. You know? I'm a brat. I accept it. You literally said that last night. I listen to our podcast. That's it. That's legitimately it. I'm not that. I'm the opposite. I listen to so many podcasts. Yeah. Well, I I just can't at work. And, um, so... When Arielle and I first started, we would search the podcast app to see mm-hmm. how many other podcasts would cover the episode that we had in mind. Because we were intimidated. Yes. Now, now I, just don't, I don't, don't give a fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. So there's plenty of pod. Now I did, during my research on Google, like not through the podcast app, I discovered people covered it and pretty popular ones covered it and mm-hmm. I still don't care. No. No. Well, I mean, true crime podcast is a really saturated market, so, like, you're nine times out of ten, you're not going to cover a case that no one's ever covered. Right. So, it is what it is at this point. Do I sound like a man? No. I feel like I sound like a man. No. Yeah. I'm a little raspy. Anyways, okay. So, Brian Schaefer. Brian grew up in Pickerington, Ohio, and was... interesting. That's it. That's a name. Right. What a mouthful. Um, he was the older son of Randy and Renee Schaefer. How cute are those names? I was names? literally... Get out of my head. I was going to say, how cute, cute are they? Right. Um, 
and he had a younger brother named Derek. Bow, wow. <laughs> That's a little stepbrother's reference. Um, but after graduating high school in 1997, Brian attended Ohio State University, where he studied microbiology. Buckeyes. Um, he was a local. Microbiology? Yeah, microbiology. Was he pre-med? Yes. Uh, so he... Like, he was from the same area. Like, he wasn't mm-hmm. a transplant. Or, yeah. Yeah, so... Kind of like me. Like what we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, after six years in undergrad studies in 2004, he continued his education at OSU College of Medicine, mm-hmm. where he planned on studying to get his doctor of medicine. Get it. Two years into studying for his doctorate in March of 2006... Brian's mother passed away after her battle with, oh my god, I, I googled how to say this and I did not retain it, um, myelodysplasia syndrome. What is that? Which is I'm sure you're going to tell me. One of a group of cancers in which immature blood cells in the bone marrow do not mature. Hmm. So it's cancer. Oh, okay. That's sad. God, I'm like bummed out. So those who knew Brian well stated that although he appeared to have handled his mother's death as well as one would, yeah. he had been taking it pretty hard. That's so sad, especially like such a. And I read that she was like life. the the synth the the not the back it didn't say backbone but that's what it meant the backbone mm-hmm. of the family you know. Um, yeah. Well, that that actually happened to my cousins um, when my aunt died um you know who I'm talking about I'm not saying their name but you know who I'm talking about um my aunt died right around the time my cousin was graduating from college and the other one was going into her senior year of high school Mm. so like that's Mm -hmm. and like my older cousin was getting engaged and um I want to say her husband asked her mom's blessing before yeah. she passed away, like, while she was on her deathbed. Wow. Yeah, I was 11 when she died, and I'm 30 now, and it's still, mm-hmm. you know. So, during his time at OSU College of Medicine, he became involved in a relationship with another medical student, Alexis Wagner. That makes sense. I mean, you probably spend so much time together, like, studying and, you know, if you have classes together. That's like when I was in law enforcement, I wanted somebody who understood mm-hmm. what kind of hours I worked, what the right. job. The I hear job. Sh- I hear shit people don't hear, so I needed mm-hmm. somebody who could really understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. But don't do it, y'all. Don't what? Don't date law enforcement. Office romances? Don't date law enforcement. Oh! <laughs> it wasn't necessarily law enforcement. It could have been anybody in the first responder field. Yeah. But all of... Like, Brian and Alexis's friends and family thought that Brian was about to propose to Alexis on their Miami spring break trip that was scheduled for early April. Oh, wow. Okay. So, this is 2006. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, six. Yeah. We were, what, 15? Well, at this point, yeah, yeah. 15. Not yet 16. So, on the evening of March 31st, Brian went out with an old roommate, Clint Florence, but not before having dinner with his father, Randy, and his brother, Derek. That's so cute. Mm -hmm. Brian's father mentioned that during dinner, Brian seemed exhausted due to him pulling all-nighters that week due Mm -hmm. to exams, like the week before spring break. Yeah. But I feel like that's like 
normal for a medical student. It's normal for a college student. A college student, but like especially right, right. So around um, 9.30 p.m., Brian met up with Clint um, at the Ugly Tuna Saluna. The what? Ugly Tuna Saluna. What the fuck? A bar that was in the South Campus Gateway Complex. So it was like a college bar. Mm -hmm. Around 10 o'clock, Brian made a phone call to his girlfriend, Alexis, who was visiting her family in Toledo, Ohio, about two hours away. Okay. Brian and Alexis were planning to leave for a spring break trip to Miami in a few days. Okay. That seems like the place to be on spring break. I read that, like, Brian loved the beach. Mm. Like, yeah. Yeah. He loved tropical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, during the course of the night, Brian and Clint went bar hopping and visited a few other drinking establishments, working their way down the arena district. Mm-hmm. That area was flooded with college students, particularly on a Friday night. At every stop they made, the, the two had um, taken a shot at each location. So, oof. Yeah, I don't know exactly how many. Look, let me tell you something. I took two shots of that moonshine last night. What moonshine? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what you speak of. Yeah, and I was drinking a, a, a daiquiri, and I was, like, toasted. You're so. a lightweight. I am. That's fair. Around 12.30, Brian and Clint met up with a friend of Clint's, Meredith Reed. Mm -hmm. Meredith drove the two of them, well, and her, back to the Ugly Tuna Saluna. I I can't take that seriously. If you saw the place, it would make sense. Is it like a... I'm thinking like beach, like, but I guess it's not. Okay. Like Margaritaville vibes. But night scene. Yeah. Like, okay. Um, so they drove back there where the guys had begun, like, where they started. Yeah. While they were there, um, Brian had separated under this fucking chair. <laughs> You're going to have to deal with some chair creaking noises. Sorry. We're, we, we're trying to figure it out. I don't know what's yeah. going on. So, Brian had separated from Clint and Meredith. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, Clinton Meredith had tried searching for him and also repeatedly called his phone. Mm -hmm. Um, At 2 o'clock a.m. when the bar closed, Clint and Meredith left the bar and waited outside for him. Mm -hmm. Because they couldn't find him inside. Right, and they closed at 2. Right. So, get get the F out. Yeah, bum rush. (laughs) Um, So, when he didn't exit the bar with all the other patrons, they just assumed he went back to his apartment, which was only six blocks away. I want to judge, but I'm I'm trying real hard not this to. This was 06. So, things have mean, gotten drastically worse wait, since 06. Wait, what? Things have gotten drastically worse oh, since like, in yeah. society. Yeah. In society, yeah. Like, And I guess your first thought is, I guess if you're a normal person, your first thought is not to think something's wrong. Like, what they thought, oh, maybe he just went, walked back home six blocks away. They were probably, probably really all drunk. Yeah, you really know? inebriated. Now, if you're me, if Amanda doesn't answer my my text in like literally two minutes, I think she's dead. So there's that. She has my location. This is true. She can simmer the fuck down. (laughs) (laughs) Never. So throughout the weekend, Alexis and Brian's father Randy tried calling him numerous times, but to no avail. On Monday morning. So did Clinton Meredith like? tell his family anything or 
they just assumed he went to his apartment and left it alone. Right. I don't know if Clint and Meredith were a thing, oh. and Clint was his former roommate, so oh, I don't think okay. they live together anymore. I, they were drunk, I'm sure, you know? I'm judging at this point. Like, you're not going to at least follow up? Maybe they did. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm hyper vigilant when I'm drunk. I don't know why I'm always aware of my surroundings like I'm paranoid <laughs> okay not but, when I'm drunk at home when I'm drunk right. in public I'm yeah. like if, so if I don't feel like something's right I'm like panicking I'm not like that I'm, which is a change of pace from your normal day to day no I yeah uh, when I'm drunk I'm just I'll, I'm the one that will get lost in the bar yeah um one time in college my friend's quote unquote lost me they lost me because I got kicked out for having no shoes on they fussed me told me to put my shoes back on straight out of lecture (laughs) man you just told everybody where I'm from they knew that already did they does it matter they will come kill me you don't live there anymore no I don't anyway he told me to put my shoes back on and I did and then I literally tripped and busted my ass right in front of the bouncer and he's like you gotta go so then my friends found me sitting outside on the curb (laughs) and you probably didn't tell him like hey y'all I got kicked out I think Amber was with me actually y'all can't take her nowhere no this is why we drink in my backyard Mm -hmm. no so like I said throughout the weekend tried to call him couldn't reach him Mm -hmm. on Monday morning which was April 3rd Brian had missed the flight to Miami that he and Alexis had scheduled. This is like full-blown panic. This is when they reported him missing. So, you know in Inside Out, the Disney Pixar Mm -hmm. movie, when they're all panicking, like, in her head, and they're like, (gasps) like, that is literally how I would, like, feel. Yeah. When he missed the flight. Yeah. You know? Um, Especially something that he was so looking forward to. mm -hmm. And that a lot of people thought, you know, he was going to take that opportunity to propose. Like, he wouldn't have missed that. Right. You know? Plus, uh, flights are expensive. You ain't missing a flight. Buckle up. <laughs> Wait, what you mean? Okay. So, police Proceed. began their investigation by starting with Ariel's favorite place, Ugly Tuna Saluna, the bar where he was last seen. The Don't ugly, say it again. <laughs> I am going to say it. The Ugly Tuna, I'm going to just call it the Ugly Tuna. Did That's have, even worse. <laughs> they had security cameras installed, being that the location of the bar was in an area that was tainted with crime. Really? Which is... What kind of crime? All kinds of crime. Okay. I mean, nothing like... But isn't it like a college hangout it, it is. area? It's, it's right along campus. That's terrifying for a whole other reason. Like, being on camp that close to campus. Uh-huh. But I'm sure if he did, that crime probably does I happen think a lot in college towns anyway. Was, like I don't know if they were um, actually gentrification, whatever it's called. Uh-huh. Um, but like I think they were trying to make it up and coming, like like hipster. No, nah, I don't know. But like trying to wash that negative uh-huh. reputation away, I guess. Gotcha. The bar did have security cameras, um, and authorities reviewed the security footage, which displayed 
Brian, Clint, and Meredith going up the escalator to the bar's main entrance around 1.15. And you're like, escalator. It's like, I was the same way. I'll show you some pictures. Um, this a bougie-ass establishment. Yeah, I would love like a, a virtual tour. Um, we going to Ohio? No. Hell no. Is this place still open? I think it closed in 2014 or 2016. Ugly Tuna Saluna. Wait, there's a second one. Yeah, there is. It's not the same one. Dang. It's not far from the first one. It is very, like, Margaritaville-y-ish. Mm -hmm. But, like, with a frat... Frat vibe. Oh, there's the escalator. Is this in a mall? No, I don't think that's the escalator. But... Um, around 1.55, Brian was seen outside of the bar. On camera? Yes. Okay. Outside of the bar's main entrance, um, talking to two young women for a moment, and then shortly saying goodbye. Like, it was super brief. Mm -hmm. He then moves out um, of the camera frame in the direction of the bar's entrance. But from what I've seen, like, I don't think anything else was that way. Because I think you go up the escalator and then there's the bar's entrance. So, mm -hmm. I don't think there was another... So, was he on the escalator? He was never seen on the escalator leaving the bar. Ever. To no, no, this no, no. Day. I'm talking about when they saw him heading towards the bar's entrance. Was that on the escalator? Mm -mm. So, we don't know that he ever went back in. The bar? No. I hate you. Yeah, this one's super fucked I have anxiety. The footage did not record him ever leaving the Ugly Tuna Saloon. When I say that, I don't mean the actual bar's interest. I mean, the, like, down the escalator. Mm -hmm. um, which was scheduled to close minutes after he was seen speaking to those women. Hold up. Who in the hell are these women? Just, do we know? Did they talk to them? Yes, they, yes, yes. Okay. I don't have names, but yes. Okay, okay. So, I was going to say... This suspicious. <laughs> so the last time he was ever seen was speaking to those two women. Okay. Officers reviewed security cameras from other bars in the area, which there were a lot. Mm -hmm. Apparently, Columbus has the most security cameras than any other city in Ohio, but those cameras never showed any trace of Brian. Yeah. No way. Mm -hmm. That's nuts. Yeah. So, from there, the search grew from the Ugly Tuna Saluna to officers, search dogs, sifting through dumpsters, oh, and wow. other waste receptacles, speaking to residents in hopes that someone sighted him. Mm -hmm. Flyers with Brian's picture were printed, dispersed, and posted everywhere. Outside of Brian's apartment on King Avenue, his vehicle remained parked with nothing appearing to be out of, the or out of order. So, he was like with his friends, but not with his vehicle. Right. Like, he didn't take his vehicle out. Correct. I mean, it wasn't yeah, that he, far. Yeah, he was six blocks. And I know, I think he had steak dinner with his dad. Mm -hmm. I don't know. If they picked him up. Yeah. It might have been walking distance. I mean, mm -hmm. he knew he was drinking, so. Yeah. You know? Um, after combing through miles surrounding the bar in every possible direction, police began to contemplate other probabilities aside from an accident or foul play. What? So. Like, he just walked away? Intentionally? <laughs> On purpose? Just three weeks before his unexplained disappearance, Brian had lost his mother. Right. Authorities wondered if Brian had temporarily isolated himself to grieve in solitude, mm -hmm. resulting in his disappearance being permanent. 
That's oddly specific. Like, and yeah. there's no evidence to support this so, assumption. So the cops are basically like, maybe he just went off the grid, like intentionally because yeah. he wanted to be but, left alone. Yeah, and then it ended up being longer than you know. Yeah. So, those that had been physically in contact with Brian on the night of March 31st were asked to take a polygraph test. Brian's father, Randy, and Meredith passed theirs, Mm -hmm. as well as everyone else who had taken one. Mm -hmm. Clint refused and did not submit to a polygraph test. I get that. We'll get there. We'll get there. Mm -hmm. We'll get there. I get that that makes you look sketchy. We'll get there. But I also will. We'll get there. We'll get there. You didn't raise your hand. <laughs> the, two I hate you. the two women Brian was oh, last seen speaking to were eventually identified, and in mm. 2009, they claimed that they had they were never asked to submit to a polygraph. So maybe. Mm. But I feel like they're very. I mean, I do. I. Like, I asked, like, oh, would they talk to them? Who are they? But maybe I, they were classmates, you know? Yeah, I mean, but I also feel like, are they important enough to have to take a polygraph, you know? They might not. The police they're might important not. because they're the last two people yeah. who we know saw Brian alive. Right. But well. I guess police didn't have reason to suspect Right, them. during interrogation or interview or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, Alexa. So, Brian knew Meredith through Clint, do we? Th- it, it was Clint's friend. It was Clint's friend, okay. Yeah. I think they were a thing or maybe mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, yeah, Alexis. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So Alexis, the girlfriend, called Brian's phone every night before going to bed for a long time after Aww. he, you know, disappeared. It consistently went to voicemail until one evening in September, Brian's phone actually rang three times. Shut the fuck up. Wait, whoa, whoa. Shine close September. to September. Shine. Oh, shit. That's true. Mm-hmm. September and he went missing at the end of March, well, beginning of April. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Girl, calm down. No. I'm telling you, you're about to be more mad. I am calm. <laughs> Alexis stated that after that, she kept calling it just to simply hear it ring because it was, quote, one of the best sounds I have ever heard, even if no one picked up, end quote. Stop. That's so sad. Like just it's like a glimmer of hope. Yeah. That's what I say. It's like that that small little like I like sliver sliver of hope, and mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna get ripped away real quick. Ping from Brian's cell phone was identified at a cell tower in Hilliard, which is about fourteen miles northwest from mm-hmm. that bar. <laughs> that bar. Yeah. Brian's cell phone provider stated that what Alexis heard may have been due to a computer glitch. What the fuck kind of computer glitch? That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And what cell phone provider you got? Singular. Whoa, blast from the past. (laughs) Was Singular even still around in 2006? Mm -hmm. It wasn't AT&T yet? I think it was close to the merge, probably. Mm -hmm. That's what I got. If I go missing and this shit happens to me, and they try to say it was a computer glitch, you gotta... Well, it's also 2021. Shut up. Um, and you'd also have my location, so. Yeah. Um, knowing what I know about, like, pinging phones and stuff. It's like, not an exact science, though, right? Yeah, it is. Is it? I thought it wasn't. It depends if you have your location services on. But um, knowing what I know about pinging cell phones from 911, um, 
that computer glitch doesn't make any sense. Now, it was 2006, whatever. Um, but, like, when like when you sub you have to do a subpoena for, um, like, I have to, like, sign my signature and fax it over to get things, oh, the results. Okay. Like, they just won't do it. Yeah. Um, they need a case number and, like, phone calls. And... There's so mm -hmm. much behind it. Like, it's not quick. Like, you would, like, it needs to be. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know. Also, bitter baby mamas might just be like trying to, you know, stop. Right. Yeah. You know, if their location services are turned on, mm -hmm. it's pretty fucking accurate. If they're not. So we're talking about currently, but not in 2006. Oh, yeah. I don't know not shit about 2006. <laughs> so, um, but they'll tell you it's within 100 yards mm -hmm. or 1,000 yards. So it's not like really even that See, far was... off. I was thinking more like in the 90s and like 2000s that it, it wasn't an exact science then. Oh, no. now, now it, it's like it's, more it's within accurate. 400 yards, which is all football fields. Right, but that still, still narrows a, it down pretty good. Yeah, you know? it, it's a pretty small like cone of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. like. So, Randy, mm -hmm. who was still suffering with the death of his wife, wife. continued to search. For his son on oh his my own. god oh my god it just hit me that this poor man buried his wife and three weeks later his oldest son goes missing mm -hmm. it gets worse calm down um, then you gonna tell me it gets worse and then tell me to calm down yeah mm -hmm. so he even met with a psychic who told him that Brian's body was in water near a bridge pier. Look, I'm rolling my eyes because every single psychic says that. That the body's in water somewhere. No, they don't, girl. Yes, they do. No, they don't. They do. Randy, he said, spoke to several. Oh, okay. Um, Randy and Derek, along with some volunteers who became invested in his disappearance, mm -hmm. they bought waders and exhausted much of their Aww. free time along the banks of the Olentangy River which runs through Columbus alongside OSU's campus. And so since he went missing from nearby campus or on campus, that was like the closest body of water that would have like a bridge pier? I guess, yeah. Oh, God. So they were like in waders searching themselves. Mm -hmm. While that's amazing, my mind goes, what do you do if you as a parent are searching? Locate him. And you locate him. That's horrendous to even yeah. think about. Buckle you up. Know? Buckle up. God. I'm about to ruin your life. In September of 2008, during a bad weather event, Randy Schaefer was in the yard clearing some debris when a branch blew off of a tree and fatally struck him. What? I'm out. This is Neighbors too much. called the police the next morning after they located his body in his yard. Wait, so he was... In the middle of an event, trying to clear off some debris. I don't think he was like it was probably after the fact, uh, but hmm. um, maybe a loose oh. tree branch or whatever. What so, kind of stop reading the hood? What kind of I'm not. Mm -hmm. What kind of freak accident? Right. Like, oh my so gosh. now you just said he was grieving the loss of his wife and now searching for his son. So now Derek has lost his mom, his brother, and his dad within two and a half years. I can't. This is the saddest thing. After 
um, Randy's obituary was published online, one of the signatures posted on the tribute page read, quote, to dad, love Brian, and then in parentheses it said U.S. Virgin Islands. The signature suggested that Brian was alive, well, and thriving, all while living a new life. <laughs> Upon further analysis of the IP address, it was determined that the signature was posted from a publicly accessible computer in Franklin County, Ohio. So fuck that it was person. just some sick joke. Yeah, fuck that right. person. I mean, this was super publicized, so, like, a lot yeah. of people were like, he wouldn't live a new life. So, that's just a fucking what troll. Kind of, what kind of, right. Who raised you? <laughs> I hope that person that did that, every single day that they walk with socks and shoes on, I hope their sock slips down in their shoe every single day. Constantly. Because that's horrible. It's Ugh. also been suggested that Clint Florence knows more than he is revealing. He was the only one who did not agree to the polygraph, which, mm-hmm. as true crime whores, <laughs> we always say don't mm-hmm. take a polygraph. But in mm-hmm. situations like this, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Okay, so this makes me think of that quote, and I cannot remember who said it, but it's like, it's better to remain silent and have people think you're stupid than open your mouth and remove all doubt. So, like, in this situation, I'm saying it's better for him to not take the polygraph and look suspicious then than take it in his mouth, then take it and risk failing it, mm-hmm. and then you look hella suspicious, mm-hmm. not just normal suspicious, like... Normal, like, level up. <laughs> level up so, level up, we level preach up. until we're blue in the face about not mm-hmm. submitting mm-hmm. to polygraphs, but when you don't, everyone automatically assumes yeah. you're guilty. Yeah, it's like a double-edged sword. Right. Um, so Clint Florence also lawyered up again. He lawyered up? Mm-hmm. Why? Why not? We say that too. We say that again. We a talked about yeah. this in Kirsten Lobato. Mm-hmm. How important it is to retain a, a lawyer. But it makes you look sketchy. It does, but the video that we started watching earlier about Jason Flaw and wrongful mm-hmm. convictions, mm-hmm. that's something he preaches. Because get a lawyer. They're gonna twist your words. Yep. Brennan Dassey, I mean, hello. Oh god. You know god. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you don't you you start cooperating thinking, Oh, I'm you know, I'm gonna help these people find and, and then in, in in Brendan's case, you know, he was mentally impaired basically. Mm-hmm. And they're just telling him they're making him believe that if he tells him, him what they wanna hear They've basically said, yeah, you can go home. You can go home to your like. He's like, I just want to see my mom. Like, I just want to go home. Right. And they're basically like, no, that's like. So we'll you, you just home. don't know how yeah. interrogations are going to go. So, I mean, it's important to retain a lawyer, but yeah, this is. made him look sketchy. Mm-hmm. So Clint's attorney stated in the OSU student newspaper that after speaking to the detectives on Brian's case, he believes Brian is alive and that. It's Brian that is causing his family pain and not Clint. So I guess many chastised Clint because he didn't submit to the polygraph. Mm-hmm. And that he could he wasn't and, that's your friend and you're not doing everything and in they, your power to So help. they they were claiming like he was causing the family agony. Which I get it, you know. I get I get it both ways. That's bold though to come out and be like, nope, it's Brian. Like he's causing his own family. Clint's pain. attorney also said that Brian just needs to come forward and end this. Why don't you fuck off? Fuck right off. 
fuck yourself. He also vouched for his client, stating... Of course he did. He didn't have anything to hide, and that he told authorities everything he knew from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, Once the detectives started becoming involved, Clint basically stopped communicating with anyone and everyone, which, again, you know, he was probably... I can't say I would have done anything differently, but... So Brian's brother, Derek believes that Clint knows more than he's acknowledging. First of all, Clint's a sketchy-ass man to begin with, so we'll just I'll leave that up. I, the whole time I was writing this episode, I was thinking about that Starbucks cup when they write Clint in all caps, but it looks like cunt. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. The whole time. Like the L and the I made a U. Yeah. Well, in this case, Clint is a cunt, so... Anyways, so... What is he doing now? I don't know. He moved to Tennessee. How dare he taint Tennessee with his stupid self. Easy. No, he tainted Tennessee by moving there. No, I love Tennessee. Nanny Dolly lives there. No, I love Tennessee. If I leave, if I ever leave Louisiana, it would be for Tennessee, so. If I ever leave, I'm not telling anybody where I'm going. Um, I'll send you a postcard from, like, the cross. Opposite end of the world. Well, I have your location, so mm-hmm. you turn that off. <laughs> right. So Derek um, suspected that Brian being alive, um, that he's still alive. Is a possibility. Yeah, it's still a possibility in that Clint knows where Brian went. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Which would because that's why justify him not taking the polygraph right. and the shit that his lawyer just said. Mm-hmm. I'm out. I'm out. So Alexis. So wait. So we'll get back to her. But so would I wonder if it's like a whole like almost midlife early like midlife crisis like brought on by the trauma from losing his mom. You know? Like, could be. I don't know. We'll get to the theory. We ain't never gonna know. We'll get to the theory. This this is trash. So, Alexis agreed that Clint is concealing information. However, she doesn't believe that Brian is still alive. She stated that she can't imagine that he would just have run off. But you also don't know his state of mind. Losing a parent will fuck you up. I've never done it. Thank God, knock on wood, my parents are still alive. But I can only imagine. I mean, think about it. He lost his mom. Mm -hmm. And he probably watched his mom suffer. It was quick. Oh, okay. um, She she did lose her hair, Mm -hmm. um, but it it was really fast. Mm -hmm. Um, He lost his mom. He's in fucking medical school, so that... Stress. Yeah. And... He had been drinking, which is a depressant. Just not a good combo. Yeah. Watching your mom lose your hair is, like, not fun, though. Mm-hmm. My mom had breast cancer when I was, like, nine. She's been in remission for, like... 30, 21 years. 21 years, years now. Good God, no. we're fucking old. Yeah, we are. But, um, I remember vividly when she started losing her hair... She was going to get to my mom's to let my mom... My mom was a hairdresser, so she was going to let her, like, shave her head. So that morning, she let me and my... She gave me and my middle brother 
a pair of scissors and was like, here, y'all can cut my hair and let us, like, just cut her hair because she was going to shave it all off. Trey anyway. wasn't alive? He was, no, he was, he was like, he was, Trey was two. Oh, wow. I was nine. My middle brother. Seven. Was seven. And he was two. I don't even know why I said that, but, like, I don't know, watching my mom go through cancer, like, I was nine, but I vividly remember that. Mm-hmm. Like, so I can't imagine watching, like, your parent actually die from cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, just watching her go through. And I didn't even see all of it because she would, like, send us to, like, our grandparents or wherever when she was feeling bad, you know. So my grandmother had leukemia. She was in remission for 10 years when it came back. So the first time she had it, mm-hmm. I was too little to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, the second time she had it, I was in high school. And... Were they living here? Mm-mm. No, I didn't think so. She was in Wisconsin, and um, Wisconsin. We went, we went to visit her because we knew it was getting bad. Mm-hmm. It kind of started spreading everywhere, and like, I don't know why my mom fucking did this, <laughs> but like, we as soon as we get there, we drove there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, this was the year after Katrina, so like, my brother and sister were like, one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not Hannah was born. No, they were like like one, and Hannah wasn't even a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get there, and like she was in a state that I've never seen her in before, mm-hmm. and she um she kind of had like knots, like you know, like tumors. Oh no! And so like my mom's like, look, I'm like. And I, I, and then we had been there for five minutes. Like, we had got there, went in the living room, and, like, that's where she had been staying, like, in her medical bed and stuff. And, like, I went in the bathroom, I sat on the floor, and I cried my eyes out. Mm-hmm. My nana came in there, and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my grandma were close, though, so. Well, yeah, like, my aunt that I mentioned earlier that died, she died from, she had cancer, and I was 11, and I didn't see her towards the end because she didn't even look like herself like my mom wouldn't let me go to the hospital to see her because she was like trust me you'd rather I'd rather you have your memories of her healthy or or, you know at least somewhat normal because I wish I didn't have those memories yeah but like being that I didn't so I didn't see her for a long time probably a year or so um before that before her being sick Mm-hmm. So I went a long time without seeing her healthy. I knew she was healthy, and then like the next time I saw her, she was bad off. Mm-hmm. In Brian's case, he watched her go from really healthy to really sick in a short amount of time. Right. So it was like exactly. it was like really fast paced. Dang. Like it's mm-hmm. like unraveling so quickly. Like you can't. Oh, she was young, huh? Yeah. Youngish. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Um. I think Poor Derek, man. Yeah. Is he okay? Like, he's not on social media. Not surprised. Um, I mean, I, you know what? I hope he's 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 he has a son or mm-hmm. two, maybe. Mm-hmm. I know he has one for sure. Um, he's married. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope he's doing okay. Yeah. This case is like a bummer. Yeah. I mean, they, so, they all are, but like. Just Ariel hates just like unsolved disappearances. Because I have a need to know. I, you deserve like, closure. What happened? So we're gonna jump into theories next. So really fucking buckle up. 
Yeah, there's like a handful. Hmm. Police have said they have three theories, mm-hmm. but they never disclose what those theories were. Fucking rude. Why? I don't know. It's an open case. Yeah, basically. So one theory is that Brian slipped so up. So these theories that are like from like internet yeah, slips, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, um, cool. One Just... theory is that Brian slipped out of the bar unnoticed. He was met with foul play on his walk home. Mm-hmm. Um, but why would they have not seen him on any? Wait, cameras? we're gonna get there. We're gonna get. Let me finish the theory first, Dana. Please hold off questions until the end of the presentation. I'm about to get some duct tape. Um, I probably got some in here. So, he, like, towards the end of the night, Brian was seen talking to the band. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I don't know if... i say this later on, I think, but um, I think med school was Brian's backup plan. He really wanted to be a musician. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, he ran off with the band. Some have suggested <laughs> that the front doors had been locked because he was kind of hanging back talking to the band like right mm-hmm. at closing time and he exited another door with the band and staff members they do have another door that's like um emergency exit type um or like a staff yes so wouldn't those individuals have yeah been questioned maybe they did question them and that's part of their theory that they're not telling anybody if he just moseyed on home <coughs> why didn't he why didn't he... Re- Does that say that? Yeah. <laughs> you actually wrote that. <laughs> Why didn't he reach back out to his friends? Right. He never made it home that night. I don't think. No, he didn't. So, did they search his apartment? They didn't find anything? Mm-hmm. Everything was... Same with his car. I know you said his car was long, yeah. but his apartment was... His med books were only... Nothing was in disarray. Um, my thing is, like, okay, he left with the band. As soon as they split up... Um, I mean, he could have he just been that drunk. I don't know. But, like... I feel like he, like, why didn't he answer the phone? Why, mm-hmm. um, why? I mean, would he let somebody know where he was going? Or? And if he did, if he didn't answer the phone because he was talking to somebody or he didn't hear it, I mean, wouldn't he have looked at his phone? Mm-hmm. And if he left out the back, the moment, the moment between him separating from the band or the staff members mm-hmm. and being met with foul play, right? wouldn't he have? Been on camera somewhere, or right, or or looked at his phone, or or reached mm-hmm. out to his friends, or right. Hmm. I need to know if they talked to the band. I don't know that answer. That this is just a theory. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, he what he was that that part of the theory is true that he was seen talking to the band. Mm-hmm. Did he know them or just Mm-mm. okay okay. Okay. Actually, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, maybe hmm. if they were local, you know? Yeah. Um, another theory is that Brian's case is related to the smiley face killer. Jesperson? Um, I saw a couple names. Keith Jesperson, I think is his name. Um, where the fuck did I go? To sum up the smiley face killer theory, white college-aged men were found drowned in bodies of water after a night out of drinking. It is believed that those victims were forcibly drowned by a serial killer or killers who then left a graffitied smiley face near the body. Wait, the happy face killer or the smiley face? Smiley face killer. Is it the same? No. There's a smiley face and a happy face killer? This is a theory. No one's ever been arrested as the smiley face killer. I told you four names came up. 
pay attention. Wait, okay, I'm confused because there's a happy face killer, I which is... Happy. I know, but I got confused. So, the happy face killer is Keith, Keith Hunter Jesperson, so it's not him. No. They need to, like, get more creative with their names. Yeah. Because those are too close. Like, I'm confused. So, I'm going to go ahead and debunk this theory simply because Brian hasn't been found. Yeah, so, so they found the rest of them. Right. But and the psychic did say he'd be in a body of water. So you said they say that all the time. Well, they do. But um, so the smiley face killer theory is based from two NYPD detectives who. Um, but was it in Ohio? Was it happening in Ohio? It happened in like eleven different states, um, and Ohio was one of them. But the smiley face is creepy. I looked it up. So, but they don't. It, the smiley face killer. They don't even know if that's a real thing because smelly faces are pretty common graffiti. Yeah. So it's just these two detectives who think they have something. Yeah. And they might. Right. We shall see. But yeah, he hasn't been found. So that's. So that, yeah, you can't really. Yeah. So the next theory is that Brian exited the Saluna (laughs) through an emergency exit and ended up in a construction zone. Where he fell into a hole and injured himself. The hole was then covered with cement. Where in the hell did this come from? This seems like a good possibility. Was there construction going on around? Since yes. Since Brian had been drinking all night. Yeah. However, I don't know too much about construction or civil engineering. Um, how far down would he have had to fall? Right. Or how close to the surface was he? Yeah. Like wouldn't construction workers have yeah Seen checked him? before they just willy nilly put cement in the hole. Right. Did the Ninja Turtles leave their manhole open? Like. <laughs> no, but seriously, I don't know. I mean, I I, I can I guess it's plausible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing's impossible. Him falling in a hole, most certainly. Yeah, but like. But the who? but being covered by cement. Come on, dude. Yeah. Who came up with that? It, it, it didn't that's it. why police. That's why police don't want to release their theories because they're probably just as fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So the next theory is that Brian died in the bar accidentally, and the staff members snuck him out of the emergency exit and disposed of his body. Now we're in full-on conspiracy. They theories. didn't want a lawsuit. We're in full-on conspiracy theory now. This is absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. because. If that were the case, I don't think that many people would oh, yeah. have been able to stick to whatever story they came up with. Like, somebody would have ratted. <laughs> There's always, like, a somebody a that's going to cry. Mm-hmm. You are the least link. <laughs> Goodbye. I miss that show. And the last theory is probably the one that most people believe is that he intentionally vanished to start a new life. But with as publicized as this case is, mm-hmm. well, I guess he could have altered his appearance. But, you know, I feel like somebody would would recognize, recognize him. him. So, hmm. I'm trying to gather my bearings. Um, if, so it, all of the theories have no evidence to support them. Let me just say that. Mm-hmm. Um, authorities were never able to locate 
anything that would have indicated foul play, mm-hmm. but they didn't locate anything that would rule out foul play. So it didn't check off the yes box, but it didn't check off the no so box. So it's a coin flip. Right. So I know that he really enjoyed music, like I said, and um, medicine was his backup plan. But a I'm hell not, of a backup plan. Right. I like that seems a little. Usually people's backup plans are financially worse mm-hmm. than, than the, mm-hmm. the initial plan. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about this theory. Yeah. Um, after his disappearance, there was no activity on his cell phone. There was no activity in his bank accounts. Like, to this day. So if he left, he just, he's like working odd jobs, like for cash. Like I'm not to sure if they looked into whether or not he made a large withdrawal leading up to his Or maybe he was like squirreling away money. Like shaving off the top. Like, like in envelopes. Like. Yeah. So I would hope that they did look into his bank account, like leading up to it. But shitty police work isn't unheard of. Um, and I'm not convinced that he would abandon Alexis mm-hmm. and the plans that he made with her for their vacation and for their future. So, like, what's the deal with Alexis? Like, did she, like, lawyer up? Did she, like, mm-hmm. she took a polygraph mm-hmm. and passed? Oh, she wasn't, she was in, uh, Oh, she Toledo. was in Toledo, so she wasn't even there. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um. Yeah. They said people who usually run off and start new lives are people who are in a bad place, not somebody who's about to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hmm. As recent as 2014, authorities were still receiving at least two tips every month oh, wow. regarding his case via Crime Stoppers. Those tips have never led, in, led to anything. Um, the evidence that was gathered by investigators has filled up four file boxes, so I'm sure that's all interviews and mm-hmm. whatnot. And one of the original detectives on the case stated, um, "quote He could, like, he could say with 100% certainty that Brian did not leave via the escalator." But if it was on the second floor, how else do you leave? I forgot that it was upstairs. Right. I guess there's got to be, like, an escape. There's probably... Like a fire escape. Yeah, you got to have a stairwell. Yeah, like a stairwell. Um, which might be that emergency exit. Well, I you mean, know, escalators can never break. They just become stairs, so... Oh, I'm like, yes, they can. They become stairs. Think like an, about it. It's like an... El- no, I know, but yeah. I was like, what? What are you getting at? <laughs> um, I thought you were quoting a show or something. <laughs> no, they just... They become stairs. It's not like an um, elevator. Okay. Um... So, the detective also confirmed that after dissecting the surveillance footage, he could rule out the assumption of Brian, that Brian left the bar in disguise, which I'll get there in a second. Um, Another theory was that Brian brought a change of clothes with him into the bar, but that just sounds absurd. Let me just bring my That's what they're saying, like, where did he hide it? Or, like, he he put a hat on and, like, you know, ducked his head, like held his head low and I'm like bro who does that did he change clothes with somebody hey bro I'll give you a hundred bucks if you if you switch clothes with me yeah and never say anything like come on dude hmm um that hundred dollars is not gonna hold me over like if if I if I switch clothes with you and I see next week that 
holy shit, that's the dude that fucking asked me to change clothes with him. He gave me a hundred bucks, but what is he going to do if I rat him out? Nothing. I'm cold, please. Right. If you see something, say, say something. something. Right. So, Lori Davis, who had never met Brian, but she was extremely drawn to his case, and Kevin Miles, who was the president of Crime Stoppers of Central Ohio, believed that Brian is dead. They were very involved in his case. In fact, after um, Brian went missing, um, Lori reached out to Randy and kind of was like his support. Like, um, like Brian would call me, not Brian, Randy would call her like 30 times a day. Like, just analyze, like they were dissecting everything mm-hmm. on their own. Like, like bouncing ideas. Yes. And then, like, Lori, I think, um, ran the Facebook page and mm-hmm. like was just there for the. His like, family. Lost father and mm-hmm. husband. Um, mm-hmm. They believe, so Lori and Kevin believe that Brian would not leave his younger brother, Derek, to navigate life alone without their parents. Him and Derek had a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, without their mom, he didn't know that their dad was going to die yet. No, but I'm saying if he's still alive. Oh, they think he would have came back, like, if he thought, right. if he heard about his Yes. Death. What if he doesn't know? He might not know. He might be living, you know, in a cave somewhere. Off the grid. I just, I can't. Because how else would he be living without taking any money with him, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. This is like Bryce's pizza. I don't like it. <laughs> So, about two months after Brian's disappearance, his empty apartment was broken into. They hadn't rented it yet, I guess? Mm -mm. Okay. Because they were, I mean, two months, they were waiting for him to come back, you know? Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. It'd be more, more like, suspicious if they had gotten rid of it. Yeah, that's right. That's true. So, family and friends hoped the crime would offer clues about, Mm -hmm. you know, what happened to Brian, but the break-in was completely unrelated. Shortly after Brian's disappearance, Randy accompanied other families mm-hmm. um, of missing um, adults in Ohio. Oh, like a support group kind of thing? Yeah, a little more than that. But oh, okay. the group campaigned for the state legislator yeah. to pass a bill that would change the way missing person cases were handled. Mm-hmm. And prior to this bill, the missing person's protocol was left up to each individual department. So, Although Department A and Department B could get the same. No, I know they similar. Wouldn't. I know they wouldn't get the same case, but let's say similar cases. Yeah, and they could have two completely different approaches mm-hmm. prior to this. Mm-hmm. Huh. There was no like regulation, I guess. Right. Um. By the time Randy died, Section twenty nine oh one point four two B of the Ohio Revised Code stated that if foul play is suspected for missing persons 21 and over, Mm -hmm. the reported information must be entered into the National Crime Information Center within seven days. That's NCIC, right? Yes. That we talk about all the time. Okay. Um, The way we handled shit like that, we did it right then and there, you know? Yeah. Um, If there's foul play, like if, if... But at this point, they didn't know. Right. But I guess in that situation, they would probably err on the side of caution and be like well we're not sure so let's just put him in there anyway we couldn't hurt to put him in the ncic correct so for instance if you told your husband that you were leaving and you were never coming back 
he could not list you as a missing person because mm-hmm. you're fucking grown and you told him and I had an intent to yeah me. um it's shit like Brian's case that yeah you know um a lot of people are like well I haven't seen my husband in three days well what's the whole story yeah you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um so on May 6 2010 mm-hmm. Brian's favorite band, Pearl Jam, performed their song, Comeback, Mm -hmm. at Columbus's Nationwide Arena, which was only two miles from the Saluna, the the campus. The ugly two. The lead uh, singer, Eddie Vedder, Mm -hmm. dedicated the song to Brian, saying, quote, wherever you are, we'll start thinking about you, end Mm. quote. The song's lyrics, quote, there must be an open door for you to come back, end quote, paralleled the runaway narrative. Mm -hmm. Brian was out there somewhere breathing, living, and in between songs, Eddie Vedder also took a moment to ask for Mm -hmm. tips regarding his disappearance. He has a Pearl Jam tattoo. Yes. Right? Yeah, I was going to get there. Thanks. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Look, if I ever go missing, y'all better have Garth Brooks do a concert for me. Or talk about me at a concert. And, like, ask people for help. Because he's my favorite. Okay. Anyway. In the summer of 2019, a picture of a homeless American man in Tijuana surfaced. Mm Mm-hmm. The man looked. Is that the one you showed me earlier? I didn't think I showed you earlier. You showed me somebody in the hospital. Mm, No. Oh, it was a different one? Man looked suspiciously like Brian Schaefer. Mm -hmm. It was fucking weird. The, te- the detective assigned to the case, which wasn't the initial detective, he retired, and a badass uh, woman has it now. Um, she gonna solve it. I hope so. She is the new detective on his case, and mm-hmm. she sent the image to the FBI, and after four weeks of analyzing, um, it was concluded that it was not Brian. What was the reason? Um, facial recognition. Like what? Oh. I mean, they didn't go talk to the student? Do DNA get his blood? Like, bitch, he's fucking homeless. Like, where so, would you like to? Uh, oh yeah, I guess you can't. He doesn't read exactly have no. a forwarding address. No, like. So yeah, what do you think? I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I don't feel like he had any enemies that would have. I feel like if he did meet with foul play, it was either random, random. He got like a in a fight or something. I mean, bar fights happen, and go horribly wrong all the time yeah but or it was like some kind of known about a bar fight what could have been outside or outside the bar like i mean whatever i don't know um or it was like some kind of an accident maybe now the whole cement hole is like very far-fetched but i could see some variation of that maybe happening because like or he very well could be out there just living his life which i mean it's really shitty if that like he left his brother mm-hmm. and his dad and now he has either one or two nephews right it's weird I don't know man how do you walk away from your whole life bitch I wish I fucking knew <laughs> especially with like no money no car I mean he literally had the clothes on his back his wallet his mm-hmm. his keys did they his- 
phone. His phone, and they never recovered any of that. Mm-mm. I mean, it's also a very good possibility that he was murdered, and if they did throw him into the water somewhere, that his body is, like, lodged under something. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. Like, like a entanglement of, like, tree branches mm-hmm. or, like, whatever. And it might break loose eventually. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't. I'm stumped. And mm-hmm. I cannot stand you. Because I'm going to go get on Google for the next four hours when I should be asleep. And solve this case. I hope you fucking do. <laughs> Homegirls break, breaking news. So, despite the many theories floating out there, um, it really makes you wonder what the fuck really happened, happened mm-hmm. to Brian Schaefer. He was so cute. I know, he was very cute. Um, so, I'm a proof is in the pudding type of person. There's like, no evidence in this case. Like, I need none. supporting evidence, facts, receipts. I need shit to fucking add up. And it's not. No. And he, I am not okay. <laughs> no. He is literally the poster child for just vanished mm-hmm. off the face of the planet. Yeah, so I'm going to touch on something else in a little bit. I just had a a light bulb. Um, So I need shit to add up, and none of this adds up. Like, it doesn't eliminate. Two plus two, not know what the fuck it is, bitch. So it doesn't eliminate XYZ, but there's also no evidence to support that it is XYZ. Mm -hmm. It's like, they literally Uh, have a blank slate. I got nothing. (laughs) I ain't got shit. I don't know. Um, How old was he? 27. So He'd he be was, 42 now, right? He was born in 79. So, yeah. Oh, um, this year? Yeah. When was his birthday? I think February. And he, so, he would have, he's already turned, yeah, 42. Um, what if he's out there, like, living his life in, like, Mexico or, like... How do people do that? Cancun and has, like, a wife and kids and shit. Like, I don't know. People definitely do it, though. I don't like this one. So, there have certainly been many others who have been missing for much longer mm-hmm. than Brian who have been located. How long has he been missing now? Since 06? 15 years, almost. Jesus. So, William Howard Hughes went missing in 1983. Okay. He was a United States Air Force officer who disappeared after leaving on a trip to Europe. Was it a work trip or a personal? I don't know. It didn't say. Oh, okay. Um, but in June of 2018, he was found living in California under an assumed name after 35 years. Shut the fuck up. Where did he go missing from? Do you know? Like, it was, was it the it, U.S.? It, yes, it was the U.S. It was, I don't think it was California, though. He's just like, hey, JK, my real name is William Howard, and I've been living right for 35 years under a different name. Well, how did they figure that out? What the hell? Yeah. So, hmm. a more recent and popular case, J.C. Dugard, went missing. Um, I don't know from where. I didn't add it in here. After being ad- abducted on June 10th of 1991. That was my due date. Really? Not 1991. Oh, oh I thought you meant like with, my your, with your mom. Was, like your mom's due no. date. Oh, no. Mine. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is a whole different year. Um, oh, it was California. Really? Myers, California. Is that where she was found? Hmm? Jay-Z? That's where she was abducted from. Oh. When she was 11. 
about walking to a school bus stop. Yeah. Why was she walking to a school bus stop in June? I don't know, bitch. Summer school. Mm-hmm. She was found alive on um, August 26th of 2009 when her abductor brought her to a California parole officer. Mm-hmm. And she had been missing she for had, 18 years. And she years. had two kids. 18 years. I'm not trying to go into the whole ass bad I'm just telling you. I know she did. There's also Amanda Berry, Gina Davis, and Michelle Knight, who mm-hmm. were kidnapped between August of 02 and April of 04. Held captive for nine years by Ariel Castro in his Cleveland home until May of 2013 when Amanda Berry made an escape that led to all of their freedom. Man, I'm I'm like angry that we somewhat share a name because he's a piece of shit. Oh my God, calm down. No, he is. But I'm going to cover that case, so. Because that one is like nuts. And I remember when that happened. I remember when J.C. Dugard... um, was it? It was May of 2013? Yeah. Not JC. Um, Gina, Michelle, mm-hmm. and Amanda. So a case that I know Arielle is familiar with is the Elizabeth Fritzl case that occurred in Amstead in Austria. Mm-hmm. Um, beginning in August of 1984, Elizabeth was held captive for 24 years by her very own father in his secret basement, all while mentally, physically, and sexually abusing her during her imprisonment. And in April of 08, the horrendous details of the captivity surfaced, and she was finally set free. But yeah, if you want to, like, watch uh, a really good show about, um, she's on it. They cover the Elizabeth Fritzl case. They cover J.C. Dugard. They cover Elizabeth Smart. It's, like, kidnappings. Mm -hmm. It's a show. It's called, I think it's, it's on Netflix. I think it's called, um, Mind, Criminal, Into the Criminal Mind or something like that. Minds of Madness, and it's four episodes, uh-huh. and they're each cover cover one person. No, no, it's it's not all about. Um, let me see, cause I it was really good. I watched all four episodes in like a night. Um, um, let's see what's it called. I think it's Into the Criminal Mind or something like that. Inside the Criminal Mind is what it's called, and it's four episodes. The first one is about serial killers. The second one is about kidnapping victims. The third one's about cult leaders. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth one is about crime lords. Like, drug mm-hmm. drug lords, the mafia and stuff. So anyway, that's where I first heard about Elizabeth Fritzl's case. And I was okay. like... <laughs> shooketh. <laughs> shooketh to the core. But yeah, they were all pretty good. Yeah. So anyway, go watch that on Netflix. So a case that... All of us homegirls and homeboys know all too well is Jennifer Cassie. Mm-hmm. Although she has not been found, her parents are getting closer and closer every day with new information, and they are hopeful that they will get some kind of answers this year. Yeah, so we'll definitely yeah track that. Um, the difference between Jennifer and Brian mm-hmm. is that they did locate a questionable evidence with her. Her car was gone. Mm-hmm. Her Yeah, they don't think she left of her own volition. Right. Like, they don't think she just but took off. But she's also been gone for about the same years. amount of time. Yeah. I think this will be year 16. Or did it? Did it, it just made year 16, I think, in January. Oh, yeah. Um. What well, was she, 05? Then? It's January 23rd or 24th. Oh, okay. But... 
that is somebody about the mm-hmm. same um, length of time. Missing, yeah. Right. Um, although she hasn't been found. Yeah. They're pretty optimistic. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether or not they think they're going to find her or they're just going to find the closure and answers that they've been searching for. Um, yeah. Oh, another, another case... So, technically, it was a missing person, but he was also a criminal on the run. Mm-hmm. Um, John List. Mm-hmm. He, long story short, he murdered his whole family in, like, I think the late 80s, right? No, no, no. Or they, they caught him in 89. Mm-hmm. Um, living, working as a freaking accountant. Why are they always accountants? I don't know how people get away with shit like this. Like I don't know. But how they caught him is, like, the best thing ever. They... I think they featured it on, like, America's Most Wanted Mm -hmm. because they had been looking for this guy for, like, I think it was, like, 16 years or something like that. And so they, they, you know, this was, like, 88, 89. So the technology is not what it was, what it is today. So they did, like, a a rendering on a bust and they, like, aged him what he might look like down to the glasses and everything. Mm -hmm. And his neighbor saw saw it on the news I think it was like two weeks later and was like or was like holy crap that's him and the picture of him next to the bus is like identical identical like so it's nuts how on they were with that but yeah he that's crazy that because I've seen some age progression photos I'm like they look weird weird mm-hmm. um Martha Jean Lambert's age progression photos look weird and Jennifer Cassie's are not I mean I don't feel like she would have changed that much but it's also hard to know. I mean, it's, well, it's a guessing game. I mean, it, I feel I, like throughout your twenties and your thirties, you kind of look the same. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's why I don't think Jennifer would change too too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I include all of this to say, never give up hope. Right. Um, it isn't unheard of for something like this to have a positive outcome. Right. Um, at the time of Brian's disappearance. He was six foot two, 165 pounds. Um, he had brown hair and hazel eyes with a dot or like a speck on the iris of his left eye, like in the color part. Mm-hmm. Look uh, like look of another color? Or? No, no, no. It was just like a like a darker color. Like, oh, okay. Um, I was just wondering because my my brother has. Oh yeah, they have mixed color. He has blue eyes, but one of them has a little brown piece in it. Mm-hmm. Um, he was last seen wearing. Um, an olive green short sleeve polo over a white long sleeve shirt, okay. blue jeans, um, white Adidas sneakers, and a yellow cancer awareness bracelet. Um, probably like a lip strap. Like a lip strap, but yeah. Um, Brian had a Pearl Jam symbol tattoo on his upper right bicep. If you have any information regarding Brian's disappearance, please contact the Columbus Division of Police at 614-645-4545. You can also remain anonymous by calling 1-877-645-TIPS. To stay informed about any updates regarding Brian Schaefer, you can visit www.findbrianschaefer.com or visit the Facebook group titled Find Brian Schaefer. Do you know who runs that, that webpage? Just curious. It looks really outdated though. Oh, okay. It might be Laura Davis. Is that her name? Oh, yeah. And it's Schaefer, 
S H A F F E R, just so you know. Yeah. And Brian B R I A N. Yeah, we'll share it on the. Well, post. and you can look at the name of the episode too. Right. So that was real stupid of me to spell. I'm sorry, it's freaking 2 a.m. I'm tired. Is it really? <laughs> it's Holy fucking fuck. 2 a.m. Oh, <laughs> this is the set. Oh my god, this is later than we stayed up last night. Yeah, last night we grew up to what, 1 30? You're a bad employee. Yeah, no. Oh, by the way, real quick, before we go, I have to tell y'all this because I know y'all will appreciate it. If you're tired of hearing us, bye. But I'm fairly certain or I'm suspicious that the guy we bought this house from might have been You're a so ridiculous. Family. You were so ridiculous. Why am I ridiculous? Stop being dramatic. Not being dramatic. You are. He's a creep. Oh, no doubt. But I don't think he's a killer. Okay, he burned a whole ass mattress. Probably because he didn't want to fucking move it. And he... We found a whole, like, metal pieces in the burn pile in the backyard, and I'm like, who burns a whole mattress? And then I found a bunch of, like, he burned a bunch of porcelain dolls. Like, I found broken pieces of, like, porcelain doll faces and, like, legs, arms, body. Freaking weird. Why would you burn a porcelain doll? That's creepy. Having porcelain dolls is creepy to begin with. How do you know it's porcelain? Because I picked it up. He touched it? Yes. Oh, you done got got now, bitch. I got hepatitis or something oh, now. You put your fingerprints on that shit. And he found, I mean, not he found, we found that he left like a crap ton of like plastic sheeting, like a la Dexter, like rolls of plastic I sheeting in the. Dexter, so I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe because he painted this fucking house, you dumbass. You're so mean. I'm so realistic. No, he's a serial killer. And you're a drama queen, so yeah, there's yeah. that. I made the mistake of saying that in front of my six-year-old, and so now she goes around and say, and says, the guy you sell in this house is a killer. <laughs> Jesus, fix it. <laughs> Jesus, fix it. Anyway, that's the case of the disappearance of Brian Schaefer. Thanks for listening. If you liked today's episode and you didn't mind me sounding like a man, please read and review. going on random tangents. Um, yeah, maybe we'll start reading. Just kidding. <laughs> we will start reading um, the nice reviews. Fuck everybody who leaves shitty reviews. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you're going to leave us a review, like, maybe just say what you don't like. I don't know. Don't leave. We... Go look at our reviews on iTunes. You'll see some, like, real... Oh, oh God. I've been waiting on that all fucking day. Are you paralyzed now? That sounded no, terrible. No, that's not. great. I hope you heard it. Anyway, so... <laughs> we will start reading the... We will start reading the views. I'm such a fucking... We're going to continue. We've been doing it. Um, been had it. Um, and maybe I'll start adding people who leave shitty reviews and... <laughs> are not constructive cri- constructively criticizing us. Mm-hmm. We're all about the growth, bitch. But, um... Or leaving, like, real cryptic reviews. That was our second one. Yeah, it was. I wonder if it was the same person. No, I don't think it was. Under a different you, name. You can't leave two reviews. I mean, two times. No, no, but it went under a different name. Oh, no, um... They could have done it on another device. Apple ID. I think you can do it on my device, but maybe not. I no, I have the same Apple ID on my iPad and everything else. But, um, anyway, we're rambling on about nothing, so follow us on Instagram at Homicide Homegirls, Facebook at Homicide Homegirls Podcast, and Twitter at Homegirls Pod, 
And if you'd like to suggest an episode, use the form located on our Facebook page or send us an email, homicidehomegirls at gmail.com, or send us a Facebook message. Um, we love getting emails from you guys. And if you're going to suggest an episode and it's not in Louisiana, can you just let us know on the map where it's located since we are not geographically inclined? <laughs> the shade. We're geographically challenged, so... Yeah, so it's 2 a.m., so I'm going the hell to sleep now, so. Bye. Bye. Girl, bye.